Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Tour Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here, and might I say, looking rather tan. Oh my gosh, yesterday was, <laughs> it was a disaster of a move-in day, but to, we got the golf today, laid back, relaxed, could barely move, uh, and we got a good one. Well, you don't have to move, just speak into the mic. Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Rick, um, I told you there was nothing to worry about. There was no, <laughs> no, no sweat to be had. Um, I won't give away any more than that, but you know what I'm talking about. So um, quite a day. What a week. Get that out of the way. Excited to be here. Thank you. What a week indeed. Kyle Porter rounds out our crew for this evening. KP. Hey, bud. What a week uh, we got. <clears throat> we're, well, I mean, we haven't decided the the winner of this tournament. It's their T one right now, and we're we're okay. doing the we're doing the show. So do, do they go back to the eighteenth tee and just keep playing it? What happens now? I saw that uh, Brendan Porath tweeted they should do like a chipping contest for pro shop credit for the low low gross score. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a champion, and it is. Our beautiful boy, beautiful boy, beautiful boy. I saw they were having a drinking game in the chat, so we're going to get them nice and toasty right out of the gate. Victor Hovland is the winner of the Tour Championship. He is the winner of the FedEx Cup. He is 27 under, five shots better than anybody else in the field. We will dive deep into this round and its implications. But, Patrick, we'll just kind of start here. It was... uh, we kind of thought this was going to be the case last night, right? I mean, this was a massive lead heading into Sunday, barring something crazy. Victor was going to be our champ. So it felt a little bit, a little bit like a, a nice little victory lap around Eastlake. To a certain extent, I, I would agree with that. I would say something kind of crazy did happen with uh, the man he was playing with, putting together the round that he did. And for Victor to, you know, play, the way he did it easily could have been a Scotty Scheffler scenario. The same variables were present there. You had a, a guy trying to chase you down who was playing great golf and you're going after, you know, massive payday. So very impressive stuff from Victor, really the two par saves that he had the first one coming out of the rain delay on number two, where that easily could have been a two shot swing early and they come away all square on that one. And then, the big one, the mighty fist pump on the 14th, all the way from Norway, just slamming that one in Xander's face from 23 feet. Uh, that one really put the, the tournament on ice for me. But yeah, I, I thought it easily could have. It was supposed to be stress free and it certainly looked stress free. But the way that Xander played, uh, I mean, it made it all the more impressive from Victor. 
the thing that we were terrified about, Greg, you alluded to it. We were terrified that Xander Shoffley was going to go out, shoot something low, continue his dominance around Eastlake, and steal this thing from Victor Hovland. He did most of it, 62, the best round of the day. And actually, Victor said afterwards, this start from Xander, four under through six, five under through eight, forced him to change his strategy from more of fairways and greens to, oh boy, better go out here and make some birdies, which... Obviously, spoiler alert, he did, but Xander applying pressure. He applied a lot of pressure. Um, after, what was that? After 12, it kind of tapered out a little bit, which you can give him some credit for because he was just throwing it at every single flag. I mean, every time he looked up, it was coming down right on the flag. Um, you know, between the two of these guys, they had a combined 20 birdie putts inside of 15 feet. And, and that almost seems low when you were watching it because it, it seemed like all day long, both of them had 12 feet for birdie. And it was it just a, an incredible back and forth duel. Uh, this was unexpected to me because I didn't see this rain delay coming. I knew there were chances. Um, we had another one pop up right over East Lake, just like yesterday. But uh, ultimately, I, I thought the golf course yesterday was too firm for a, a round like this to be put together. And when the rain delay comes in and the greens are a little more receptive, all of a sudden this, this door was opened and Xander stepped through it. He just, he needed some help and unfortunately didn't get it. Best round of the day, Xander Shoffley. Second best round of the day, Victor Hobbs. KP 62 and 63, a birdie free, nope, bogey free 63 <laughs> for Victor Hovland, including birdies on 16, 17, and 18 to slam the door. Yeah, I mean, it was uh it was awesome. And I think you, I mean, look at his last two Sundays. The the numbers are a joke. Right, he's, he's 16 under over the last two Sundays to win. Wow, that was pretty good, producer Josh. Yeah, Josh, did you just make that, or do you have that ready to go? I hope you must have had that ready to go. Yeah, yeah, he had to. Uh, I mean, these numbers are just insane. With you know, not it, it, they're not major championships, but I think they're Rick. I think I think what he's done over the last two Sundays is kind of emblematic of you. you the four of us we're watching every round, every shot, every like all like we're deep in the weeds, and so we're like, hey, Victor, Victor Hovland has made made the leap. Well, to us that's true, but to people who casually follow golf, he you know as of what uh, two, ten weeks ago, he hadn't won this year. You know, and so I think these wins, whether it's Memorial or the last two, the kind of the way he's won the last two weekends are they're not validation for him or for us, because I think the, you, you kind of know, like where the game is at and how, how much better it's gotten. But I think they are sort of this forward facing public facing validation for everybody else of like, hey, Victor Hovland's one of the three, four, five best players in the world. And that's probably been true for about 10 months now. So I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was incredibly impressive. The trajectory up and to the right, Patrick, and happening very, very quickly. The year started off for Victor, lost on the range in Phoenix, not really knowing uh, where his game was at. Now he is a much improved 
uh, a short game player and is just diabolical in the ball striking categories and is now contending and winning big time events. It's pretty cool to see, uh, you know, he's only 25, which yeah. I think gets lost on a lot of people because he has, you know, experienced some some downturns in his game. You, you think just back to last year and he kind of looked like a deer in headlights in that final round at the open next to Rory McIlroy. You put him out there this year with Rory McIlroy in the final pair and we saw it last week at the BMW Championship. And just that step – uh, you know, on the elevated event stage, on major championship stage with $18 million on the line. It, it's massive. It's a huge step. And for him to be one of these guys where he can, I mean, it's tough to say because Scotty Scheffler can't putt, but like he makes big putts, mm -hmm. like massive putts. And I think that says just so much about him and where he's at mentally, which is you know, obviously more important than what's going on physically. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Rick, I think the two things that I was thinking about on Sunday, I, I tweeted out a little thing about this. I actually wrote about some of this for cbsports.com, but the thing, the two things that impressed me most about him this year, he's done. He, he was a great ball striker from day one, the day he turned pro. He honestly, he was probably one of the five, six, seven, eight best ball strikers in the world, which is crazy for somebody coming out of college but that's how good he was so go back and look at the numbers even in 2019 they were they were really really like top percentile but what he's done in fixing his chipping and working on his course management is just giving himself more and more opportunities to win right because you're gonna you even if you don't fix the chipping you're you're so good with your ball striking that you're gonna have some opportunities to win he's just increased that number by working on a short game, by not by by not short sighting himself, like he's talked about a million times. But then I think the second thing that's really impressed me about, like with the last couple of weeks, even at Memorial, he clearly is not scared of the moment. Rory said this after playing with him last week. He was like, "Man, he is." I, I can't. I think he said fearless. Like he's not scared of it. He wants the ball, which is not true of all these guys, right? Like we, there's a lot of guys out there that don't want the ball, you know, and. Hovland wants it, and I think that that to me is the fun part to watch because you can talk about the ball striking. You can look at the statistics. You can do the numbers. But to actually want the ball laid in a tournament on a Sunday afternoon when you've got a lot at stake, that's a different thing, and Hovland definitely has it. It's a really good example of how much juice there is to squeeze out of a lot of these guys' games, but not – everybody's willing to do it. Not everybody's willing to do the Bryson attempt to try to yeah. squeeze 2%. Not everybody's willing to be the last guy on the range. Not everybody's willing to look stupid doing something. And he is not, I mean, he's obviously started at a much better spot than a lot of these guys, but there is so much juice to squeeze. Uh, Greg, Kyle's absolutely right that in 2019, in the half a year that Victor had after turning pro in June, right? I think it was like John Deere. Uh, he did not have enough rounds to qualify for stats, but if he did, he would have been, oh boy, let's see. Uh, he gained a stroke off the tee and a stroke on approach. So he would have been the second best approach player that year between Henrik Stenson and Justin Thomas. And he would have been the second best driver 
behind Rory McIlroy. So this that that part's been sound for That's a long crazy. time. And remember, he was the one guy who didn't get his PGA Tour card, right? He had to go to uh, Corn Ferry Tour Finals to to get it. Matt Wolf and and Colin Morikawa both got it through what a, a win for Matt Wolf and enough points for Morikawa, I believe. Um, but if you take that year out and you look at it, still the the ball striking numbers, even this year, they're still better. I mean, this is his best season ever in driving accuracy his best season ever in greens regulation. And I believe strokes gained approach excluding 19 Um, his best season ever in birdie average his best season ever in scoring average. I mean, there, there are, there's a lot of attention that has gone to the short game. I think it's his best uh, strokes game putting season ever as well. Um, But there, there are a lot of, areas that he's improved a lot of attention has gone to the short game and rightly so but it's not just the short game right i mean everything has gotten incrementally better and and it puts him in position to get into a sunday and feel like he's ready for it he he feels like he's prepared he he at least looks like a guy that thinks he's prepared and he knows that he's put in the work and so it's time to just stay out of your own way. And that's what he does. He stays, he stays out of his own way. And that is not easy to do. This is, this is such an easy tournament to lose and have a debilitating Sunday. You think about what he had to do against the Zan man, as Patrick would call him. I mean, he had to go, sh- he had to go shot for shot. How many times was he hitting second uh, and answering the bell? Right, hitting it in there to eight feet. I mean, he there were probably six daggers that he threw out there today. Well, I mean, what is Xander feeling like playing against this guy? I, I, I can't get, I can't gain one. Yeah, that's you shoot a sixty-two, and what'd you pick up? One shot. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. yeah you turn in thirty. You pick up one shot. Yeah. Tough scene. Um, I had something else I wanted to ask you, Patrick, to put a bow on this. Oh, yes, I remember. The rumblings are starting. I'm seeing them already in the chat. Are you starting them? No, I'm not. I'm just I'm just stirring the pot. I'm just stirring. I like it. Uh we spent the vast majority of the year talking about a big three. Rory McElroy, Scotty Scheffler, John Rom. Is there now a big four? Or or are we prisoners of the moment? Yeah, he won the tour championship, but it's closely tied to the BMW, so it's only one and a half wins. We did this to Patrick Cantlay, yada, yada, yada. I think the gap from number four to number five in 2023 is substantial. Who's number five? Five is probably Cantlay, six is Xander. Those are the two guys. You're they're one and two in the fraud rankings. Is it? <laughs> no, Xander's not in the fraud. They, I, I, yeah, they're your five and six. I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think it's really hard, Rick, to get caught up in the the big any number because it changes so much, right? Like the big, it, the big X. The, it'll it'll change by I mean you could have somebody go win the European events right before the Ryder Cup and you're like oh big big seven and it's like <laughs> I, I I don't know it's always changing I think the thing that I would say is that Hovland has made a leap into a different tier of player 
2023 than he was in 2022. I think that's sort of indisputable. Now, I don't know who's in that tier or who's not in it or whatever, but he has made a leap up that has been – he's different now than he was in, in any previous year, and I think that's been uh, – I, I don't know how you would – you would argue with that Patrick I got to do my uh I, I do my uh, all NBA team like the starting five at the end of the year for normal sport mm. I don't know who my fifth guy is those those four are on can I put can I put Kelly or Xander on there do they play a position Wyndham Clark in the mix like John Ramos DeWan Blair for sure what? no they don't no they don't play a position uh, uh Wyndham Clark might might be it, Greg. He he was kind of. It depends on the Ryder Cup. Year's not over, but Wyndham Clark's a good call. Yeah, I think he would. I know Hovland had you know made a huge step. I think Clark would win Most Improved if uh, that was a category to vote on, just because his jump was so much bigger than Victor's. He just had more room to grow. Yeah, exactly. Do they split the OWGR points or do they both get first place points? I think well, it, they split says, them. it says T1 on the page. Yeah, the page says T1. There's two winners listed next to. So they each got 35. Is that a sp- split or are they both getting? Seems like a lot. I think they're both getting first place points. Well, we can actually check this out because unless it changed, Xander also has a tour championship win which got him 58 points no this but oh, no you gotta, but, but you the gotta, system's changed yeah you got to do last year look yeah, at, look, at yeah. the, look at the 2022 tour championship because because however many rory won last year like if he won 35 then that means they're sharing first place points all right here we go so 2022 on the greatest website ever built owgr.com says it's not, it's not good says and that's after they probably spent a ton of money on it uh torch okay there's he got rory got 38 points so i think they're both getting first place points rick we were talking point eight we were uh you were on hq and we were all talking like xander has the weirdest resume of all time unbelievable (laughs) the the wins that aren't wins the wins but not pga tour wins um just the the a gold medal is just the icing on the cake. The whole thing is the Zurich. There was ha- more than half of them at some point were only like no cut short field events. It, it, it's wild stuff. He has he, the OWGR says he has three tour championships. One of them was a tie, and the PGA Tour says he has one tour championship, and none of them are ties. What does Wikipedia say? Wikipedia says he has seven. Okay, so he has seven PGA Tour wins. Uh, yeah, this is, this is crazy. What is, is there, uh, Joe Musso on HQ asked, like, what's the takeaway for Xander Shoffley? And I'm like, it's nothing, right? Like he's not, that's what I said. That's what I said. It's just nothing. He's, he's not going to be like, oh, I know that I can do it in the moment. He doesn't get the boost of a win. He doesn't get, he's just like, yeah, I shot a 62. I'm awesome at golf. I love you. I think the, I was going to say, I think the takeaway is like, there's, there's, He's in that, I don't know however many you have, uh, Rick, of like horse for course. There's like five or six that it, it's just an auto one and done play. I think Xander is is in that. I mean, he has been, but he's for sure in that category. He got, yeah. So, I mean, I think before this week it was 1.8 
per round. Um, this is going to get like th- he's going to improve on that. It's going to anytime you're over two and have at least you know 24 rounds, it's like elite level stuff. Yeah, and he's going to have that. He kind of just you, got he got boned with. Uh, I mean, he ran into two buzz saws the two times he was like really in it. I mean, he beat third place by what? <laughs> Six. Seven strokes, six strokes, and then the Wells Fargo Championship too. You run into Wyndham Clark just hooping everything, it seems like. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's like vintage Xander where that just happens to him all the time, I guess. Well, he got Xander a little revenge, on, little revenge on Wyndham Clark this time around. Does oh, yeah. Xander – yeah, he did. did. Did Xander pass your eye test, Patrick? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he does pass the eye test, but with Xander, I feel like he's just – perpetually wet like he's always just walking around with like wet socks you know that like uncomfortable like uh just get me out of these socks type of deal you know you ever get that feeling he, he just, i don't i don't to I me don't he just seems, understand he's just always <laughs> wet just make just act like you don't understand and make patrick keep explaining this <laughs> He that like the state of just being uncomfortable and like kind of sad, but it's only because like your feet are wet and it's uncomfortable, you know. But you're seven under through eleven. How again. often does that happen to you? I mean, enough. It floods <laughs> down here in Charleston. Um, whatever, guys. Let's go to the next. Track. I no, I, I sort of <laughs> see what you're like. It never. <laughs> here's the thing. I'll, I'll I'll throw you a lifeline here, Patrick. It never feels like Xander is in charge or in control of a tournament. Like there, there, there are events where somebody steps to the first tee and you're like, the tournament runs through that guy. He might not win, but I think it runs through him, whether it's Rom at the Masters or Brooks at the PGA or, you know, Scheffler at the Players' Championship. Like Minwoo steps to the tee and you're like, I love you, Minwoo, but the tournament runs through Scheffler. I've never, I don't think once said that or felt that about Xander Shoffley. And I think that's a little bit of what you're getting at. He always just feels like he's kind of like Eeyore, like just kind of like slogging around and wet socks. (laughs) And, uh, and, and he's, the numbers are extraordinary. The numbers are so good. But it never it do, he do, he just doesn't have like the hammer like he doesn't he he never feels like he's like had his hands on the trophy on like a Saturday afternoon and that's probably reductive and maybe not even true but I'm just telling you like what it feels like. Player Thank of the you. year, Greg, cast your vote right now. You're, John Rom. Well, yeah, it's easy, easy. Yeah. I agree. It has to be John Rom. Can't go any other way. I mean, he's got a major and and more wins. A major, more wins, and Scotty faded, and Victor was too little, too late. Yes, I mean this whole this whole thing can't come down to just the playoffs. I agree. Playoffs, especially because literally your position in one of the events is tied to your position in another one of the events. Exactly. So I know John Rom didn't have a great second half of the season, but he's your player of the year. Four wins. Two designated events, a major. It, it's uh, not even close, in my opinion. Could have won the open. I mean, it, it was. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, I don't I don't think I wouldn't think twice really about it. I think the more interesting question is who's who would be second. That is more interesting. I could see that going to uh, Vic, but I think it's Scheffler. Just you, because like, of you, the like uh, unbelievable, unrelenting uh, number of times that he's on the first page of the leaderboard. It was constant. We've seen, though, a lot of weight get put on the FedEx Cup. Previously. Yeah. Well, it, it's I also think if you're if you're if you are a member of a tour, you should vote to put more weight on the FedEx Cup in hopes that more gets put into the FedEx Cup. Right? Like, do you want the purse to go to 100 million? Do you want it to go to 150? You should you should be doing everything you can to say this is the biggest thing around. You should put weight on the FedEx Cup. Do you think that's a FedEx Cup thing or a recency thing, Rick? Both. I okay. think that I think recency plays a huge part in it, like a lot, way See, more. See Lucas Glover and the Ryder Cup. Correct. Yes. <laughs> exactly. If Lucas really Glover won the glory. first two events of the year instead of the last two, it'd be you know something wild. But I also do think that when these guys sit down, they are reminded. This is a season-long vote for player of the year, and the season-long championship is the FedEx Cup. So I think it is I think it is both. So Xander should be number two. I like T1. <laughs> yeah, can we split it? T1. What a, what I, a I also I, I have noticed in the past that they put a lot of weight in top tens. They put a lot of weight in consistency. That was the thing when Rory defeated Brooks. Now, allegedly, the thing with that is they don't yeah. like Brooks and they like that was, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little. That was a player's vote for sure. Yeah, they they retconned <laughs> the reasons why. Like, that was a little. Think they they like John Rom, right? I think so. I think but, yeah, but they but they also like I think Hovland and Scheffler are pretty even pretty well liked also do you, uh rick do you know how many times scotty Schiffer didn't finish in the top 10 this year uh well i know he missed that one cut um i know he had that 12th place finish and then uh recently so i don't know what his finishing was this i mean four would be my guess i think it's six okay Damn. 17 there was out one of early there was one in the fall right cj cj he was t45 uh, 17 out of 23 events, which is it's insane. It's, it's a joke. Uh, he finished, he finished T12 at Genesis T23 at the open T31 at Memphis T45 at the CJ cup T11 at RBC heritage T11 at American express. So three of his not top 10 finishes were <laughs> top 12s. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's um, insane. We are going to continue this conversation. Also, the Europeans are the shortest they have been to win the Ryder Cup. Oh. Um, since I've been tracking this, they're down to plus 150, a number that was it's much shorter than what you could have got a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about that. We'll look ahead, recap the best bets. We have the final one and done numbers. We'll see you on the other side. And we're back. 
I'm going to let Patrick decide the direction here. Patrick, your two options are we can keep going down this tour championship, talk about the notables, third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, or we can transition to a Ryder Cup conversation. What would you like to do? Your vote. Don't look around the room. Make the right this, decision. This is really your vote because you know what I am going to pick, and it's not the tour championship. The Ryder Cup. Oh, I'll officially declare it Ryder Cup week. It's Ryder Cup week. Let's go. go. Giddy up. The, as mentioned, KP, plus 150. The European team seems to be trending in the right direction. Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, all playing well. The U.S. squad, it's not, it's not even in flux yet because we don't even know who's on this team yet. Tuesday will be a very critical day. It's uh, not going in the right direction, I will say. I don't um, – okay, so a little intel, sort of, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. But the, I talked to some people this week. I just hedged like as hard as humanly possible. But I talked to several people this week about the Ryder Cup, and I am now of the belief that Justin Thomas is for sure on the team. Now – might not go that way. Might the I mean I the people I talked to could have been wrong or whatever misled. I don't know, but it 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 seems like that's just the deal. And so now all of a sudden you take a team to Europe that JT's been bad. Spieth almost finished last this week. Brooks hasn't played. Scheffler can't putt. Who, who do you go to to Rome with a lot of confidence in right now on the U.S. side? Xander and Cantlay, <laughs> Brian Harmon. Okay, so Wyndham Clark. I, I mean, and he's going to get thrown into the fire. Exactly. That that's sort of what I'm getting at. Is is for Europe, it's like, it feels very linear. Like they were this time last year, it was like, I don't know, man. And they've just every month it's like, Oh, they've gotten better. Oh, they've gotten better. Oh, they've gotten better. And now you're like, man, Rory's been awesome. Uh, Hovland's the best player in the world. Fitzpatrick almost won the BMW last week. Like they're, they're play. Now you go down the list and the bottom of it is not, it's more up in the air, I think for, for the European side, but their top is like thriving right now other than maybe Rom, but Rom on the U S team would be kind of, he would be thriving compared to how some of the guys are playing. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on this, Greg. So one, I also believe Justin Thomas will be on the team. Not that is not my decision. I believe he will be on the team. He got a pretty good run out of playoff events to give him that chance. Yeah. Uh, you and I have talked about it a bit, Greg. No one, no one earned their spot. You know, Denny McCarthy. No. Keegan Bradley. Maybe Lucas Glover. Eh, but no, Sam Burns didn't, didn't steal a spot. Uh, Ricky Fowler, who I also think is on the team limped to the finish line. There is, Again, Justin Thomas is not on my team, but he got a very, very good run out for being on this team. And and it, when you get into that situation where nobody really demanded the spot, um, 
at least enough spots to fill out the team. Like I could say Colin Morikawa cemented his place on the team, but we knew that already, but he did. Jordan is far enough up in the points where, and he's Jordan Spieth. He's going to be on the team, but these other guys that are playing musical chairs didn't really command the spot. So now what do you do if you're the captain? Do you take a guy cause he's, you know, closest and do you take Sam Burns? Cause he was 12th in points and played pretty good this week. Or do you take the the guy with a great Ryder Cup record who all the players seem to think should be on the team, uh, who has a really strong partner? I mean, I, I'm not trying to make a case for this personally, but I could see a captain saying, okay, I can go to Rome with two teams that are buzzsaws and can't land Shoffley, and, and I can add and Thomas with my picks. How can I split that team up if Burns hasn't demanded it, Fowler hasn't demanded it, Keegan hasn't demanded it? You know, all these guys have question marks, and so does JT, but he also has a great partner and a very proven track record. I I think one more thing, too, is... Avenue. You look at the top six auto qualifiers, none of them have played a European Ryder Cup. And it, it's a huge difference. You heard Spieth talk about it at uh, Whistling Straits, how, yeah, winning one on home soil is great and all, but it's very different across the pond. And you have someone like Justin Thomas who, yeah, he obviously did not play great this year, but he was on fire in Paris. And, I mean, Scheffler hasn't been there. Clark, Harmon, Cantlay, Homa, Shoffley. You throw in Morikawa. You throw in uh, – Cameron Young, too, who looks like he's going to be on the team. You have eight guys who have no experience in a European Ryder Cup. Let me ask you, Patrick, and I mean this kind of jokingly, but also seriously. How much weight should we put on three days five years ago, if you're talking about the 2018 Ryder Cup? I'm I'm kind of joking in the fact of, like, obviously we should put no weight on it, but I do agree with the whole sense of you're going to send a bunch of guys on the road – for the first time and throw them to the lions. But is that a strong enough case that some guy played well for three days, five years ago? You also have got a bunch of guys that have, you know, lost to the lions before. And so all these new guys have never lost and they've they've never lost in Europe. I I don't know what's more valuable. So you would rather have a 43 year old guy who's never done it before. No, no, I I I don't know what's more valuable. I would rather have Keegan Bradley. I think that's I think that's a fair argument. I think the thing that we miss a little bit in this, Rick, is I've said this a hundred times before. Your the European side hates JT, like hates him. Like he is the he is the absorber of all the arrows, and so it's it's a little bit of like he kind of takes the brunt of it and just is, is allows a can't lay a Xander, a Morikawa, a Homa to go do their thing. And JT like wants the ire, like bring it on. And I think in conjunction with that, like he's the soul of the team. Like I, I, I think, I think some people, I said this on the no line up podcast this week, we, we had a really long writer cup discussion. I think people look at it. They're like, Oh, it's just a, you know, the, the old boys club or, you know, whatever. 
And it's like, okay, I, I understand why you're saying that. I totally get it. That's what, certainly what it looks like. It's, it's, oh, well, it's Phil Mickelson. So let's take him as a captain's pick because he, because of his name or whatever. But JT is legitimately like the soul of the team. And I think it, it's really hard to go win. It's hard to go win a Ryder Cup in Europe. Obviously, it hasn't happened in 30 years. What makes it harder is when your captain is sitting in Jupiter. You know, I, I just, I, th- I think that's the best. I think that is the case for JT. Yes. It, and it, and it doesn't like, you don't have to play him five times, but he, I think he, I, I genuinely think he needs to be there. I, I said, and I probably said this six weeks ago, the best case for JT is the locker room. I mean, which one of these guys is giving any motivation? Do we, Josh, pull that, pull that group back up. Pat, Patrick Cantlay. Go to Bradley. Go to Scotty, no, go to- Scotty Scheffler. No. Wyndham Clark. No. Brian Harmon. No, but Patrick, I would I would listen. I would listen to, but he's not going to. Bra- Patrick Cantlay. Hell no. Yes. Max Soma. Maybe. Xander Shoffley. No, absolutely wet, not. Wet socks. Brooks Kepka. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't talk. Jo- Jordan Speed. He talks too much. <laughs> right. Not not like that. Not rah rah. Cam Young. No. Colin Morikawa. Hell no. Keegan Bradley. I maybe he's I don't know. Sam Burns. No. Ricky Fowler. Absolutely not. Denny McCarthy. Yes. <laughs> <No>. Yes. <laughs> okay. Justin Thomas. Yes. It's it's you, you just made the case. Right 15 there. names. It took me to get to a guy who might fire somebody up in a locker room. And, well, it, and took here- you, it took you 11. <laughs> You yeah. like, oh yeah, Keegan. <laughs> and Denny. Come on, guys. But it's also, you're not asking him to be number one guy, Justin Thomas. You're going to throw him out there in four ball. If he catches fire, all right, let's play the hot hand. But he is presumably the 12th guy on the team. So if he lays an egg, you can sit him a couple sessions. He doesn't have to play four or five. And if you need to hide him, you can hide him. And then Sunday singles, really anything can happen. I think a more interesting question, well, not more interesting. Obviously, this is interesting, but are we positive that Cam Young should be on the team over somebody like Keegan or Sam Burns? We, as in us sitting here at this table in in this room, no. I think you're the only one in that room, Greg. (laughs) Uh, Um. At this table, <laughs> I think you're right. This feels like a round table discussion to me. Sure. I, I, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I just, my socks the, are wet now. Okay. The, the, the Cam Young thing, it, 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 it's almost like we're treating him like he's Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Like 25 time winner, two time major champion, done all this stuff and, you know, went five and out whistling straights. And that is not who he is. I, I, I think Cam Young's very good player and i think he is going to win multiple times on the pga tour and maybe this is the scheffler in 2021 thing where he hadn't won yet but he's still a winner right you just haven't lifted a trophy yet maybe that's what i'm missing here but i don't know he's had i think more chances to to prove it than scheffler and and hasn't hasn't done yet the case for kim young is his major record is 
is extraordinary. It's very, very good. Cam Young is a great PR team because he, you know, we've done this for however many weeks and he, we always just auto auto click his name to add him to the team. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And part of that too is where he is in points. He's been so far up. There's, it's very rare that the guy that's ninth in points is so much in question when the guy in 10th is seemingly a lock. I mean, we're usually talking about the top 12 guys making the team. Yeah. With maybe one exception. Maybe. I mean, we pretty much go down the board. And yeah, now it seems are... like we're just, the board is irrelevant. Yeah. Captains well, usually play it safe. Well, and the Cam Young thing, it's one, Fred Couples came out publicly with it. And Cam Young has been the biggest benefactor of the Justin Thomas conversation because no one's talking about Cam Young. But I mean, I'm totally with you, Kyle. I think his inclusion on the team being, I mean, I saw minus 1000 out there for his, him being picked and it, it baffles, it baffles me. That's crazy. Uh, uh, real quick, Patrick, can you name somebody who has a worse three months strokes gain number than Justin Thomas? Just, Try to name an American that that has that worse okay. three months strokes gain number than Justin Thomas. Brandon Matthews. Good, good. That was a great pick. Very wise. Uh, yeah, I think he does. Uh, Ryan Moore. Uh, barely. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a lock. <laughs> so the wow. the company that JT's keeping over the last three months this is three months strokes gain. This is. In order, these guys are ahead of him. Uh, Brandon Wu, William Mao, Zach Blair, Kelly Kraft, Carson Young, Ryan Palmer, Justin Thomas, Tyler Duncan, Cam Champ, Gordon Sargent. Elite. You yeah, broke my brain. I, I thought you said Carson Palmer at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe him too. Yeah, Jason, Jason, Jason Duffner almost has a better three-month strokes gain record than JT. <sighs> And yet, I think I would take him. We're going to find out Tuesday, right? Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, I believe. Does that yes. sound right to everybody? That's correct. We are going to get the announcement of the captain's picks on both sides? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Europe no. is not for a couple September weeks. September 7th, I believe. What? Yeah, they're yes. post. Are they post BMW PGA or before it? I feel like I, I think... read September 7th. I think it's okay. well. What's this week? Is this week Irish Irish Open? I believe oh, so. that's right. They have a yeah. They got a couple of big events coming up over there. Yeah. So I think it's post BMW PGA uh, post Wentworth. This okay. week is uh, European Masters. Then uh, then the Irish Open. Then the BMW PGA. So they might not announce this for, but then that's only like two weeks ahead of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look up what they're because because they lock in at some point too. I think they lock in after this week, like their their top six. I mean, the, not the captains' picks, but the 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 automatic qualifiers. They are September fourth. September fourth. Is when they is when they pick. Yeah. So that's next Monday. That's a week from tomorrow. Qualifying ends the third. The third, yeah. Qualifying ends the third. Okay. 
and and then the on the fourth, right? They announced the picks. I did see where if my boy Yannick Paul wins next week, he's on the team, which would be sick. Should be. I mean, I so what? He would pass McIntyre in the Europe European points. I think that's what would happen. Yeah, that's right. Look, we're we're pretty harsh on the American side, but Europe, some of their guys like Shane Lowry. What's he been up to? What's uh, Justin Rose been doing lately? You know that middle portion Not that of the bad. team. Yeah, no, Rose was fine. Their, their strokes gain numbers are Shane Lowry is like one point three right now over the last three months. I mean, just it, just just Rory, Rory Rom Hovland Hatton Fleetwood Fitzy, and then you're gonna get what Straka Lowry Rose. That's nine. Oh yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick, perennial Ryder Cup star. Oh boy, <laughs> is Straka even gonna make the team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? He was in the tour championship. I, I I mean, I'd love for him to be on the team, but I've heard, uh, you know, rumblings, not from Rick, but from other people. <laughs> yeah. You right now, you right now <laughs> making it up. Yeah. I don't. Okay. So, say that again, Rick. So Rory, Rom, Hovland, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Straka, Lowry, Rose, nine. I think and Adrian Moronk is going to be on the team. And then, and then you you still need a qualifier from the European points, which would be like McIntyre, McIntyre Paul. Yannick Paul, or Adrian Moronkish. Yeah, right now it's McIntyre, then Paul, and then Moronk is that, fifth. That so might be you would team. those nine and those three. Uh, I don't think. Well, maybe like, but if Yannick Paul doesn't, I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence. If Yannick Paul doesn't qualify, he's not going to get picked. Then who who are you picking over him? If like Bob Mac, who? Hogard. Yeah, maybe Hogard. I or which one? Uh, you should, what you get both of them. Yeah, or Ludwig. <laughs> oh, Ludwig! I forgot about Ludwig. Yeah, he's 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 in the he's certainly in the conversation. Norin, um, they can't Norin take Sergio. Would criminal. Would be what? Criminal. You take L- Ludwig over Norin. Yeah, Norin's done it before, though, right? Yeah, but Kyle, how much stock in are Paris. you putting in three Thank little you. matches from Thank five you. years ago? Thank you. Finally, Patrick. I mean, I would love to see Ludwig there. I think he would be sweet. And then you've got ADDC, your boy, Patrick. Who? Who is ADDC? Adrian Dumont de Chesse. Chesse. I can't say his last name. That's why you call him ADDC? He's destroying the Corn Ferry Tour. You guys need to do your European research here. Okay, I'm I'm still caught up in whatever's coming, whatever's happening to Alejandro Tosti, who is crushing the Corn Fairy Tour and is apparently a Patrick Reed esque cheater. So I've got enough Corn Fairy stuff on my plate right now. Okay. Well, I haven't seen this. Did did Monday qualifier have something? He teased it. He had oh, to, yeah. so, so Al, uh, Tosti had to withdraw because of an infraction, and it was like, okay, this is now a trend of infractions. So you have to withdraw and there is seemingly going to be some type of punishment laid out, but they're not going to announce it. And we don't have that information. And I'm waiting for Ryan to tweet it out. Yeah. I read something that said uh, it was not cheating, but um, like out, you know, uh, outbursts with bad language. Oh, I think that it better be more than that. 
Do you think that Alejandro Tosti is ahead of Justin Thomas in the data golf rankings? A hundred percent. He's been awesome. Uh, he's not, but it's getting closer. Wow. So what has JT been? If the cr- the crooked data golf awesome, rankings. What's been JT? J- JT's 57th in the data golf rankings. What's Just ahead of Alex Noren. Tosti's like one, 115. That gap is closing. Oh, for sure. It, they're going in different directions. Yeah, so I got enough on my plate, Kyle, with corn fairy things I got to track. Okay. Well, you need to you need to bone up on your uh, on your Euro. Yeah. Ad. 11, 12th. Addc is a, he's a stud. He's a star. Like ADDC. he's going to be awesome. Twenty three years old. What's say his name? I can't. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian Dumont Day. It's spelled chass art, but it's probably said in a much more like legal way than I can say or something. Ch- chasse, yes, yes. He's French. He's, he's uh, I think he's Belgian. Ooh, interesting. We need more. So, yeah. corn fairy. His corn fairy starts this year. T eleven, T forty two, T ten, T seven, T six, T eight, T two. Win, and he also won a bunch and finished top five a bunch in uh ncaa's this year so he's he's a stud he's very good where does he play where does he play you said in ncaa's oh illinois illinois thank you all right we are going to recap our best bets but more importantly the final digits are in for the one and done you can tell by the tone of my voice that i do not like the outcome we will hit that but first we'll take a quick break and hear a word from our partners And we're back, Josh. Let's just show the bets, get this over with, and we can wipe the slate clean and start over. Thank you very much, Uh, KP. That looks like a matchup win for me or for you. Excuse me, can't lay over John Rom. Congratulations. Yeah, kind of came down to the end, but uh, Rom played really bad on Sunday, so I took that one at plus one thirty. Was your Xander outright without the strokes? No, it must have been with the strokes, right? Yeah, it was with. Yeah, because 28 to 1 would have been, wow, 20, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Patrick, Tommy Lad over Ricky Fowler, no sweat whatsoever. Yeah, almost had the perfect backdoor top five, but had to settle instead for the T6. Mark had Xander inside the top 10. I pushed a matchup bet. Show us the final numbers, Josh, and we can just, oh boy. Wow. Good year, Rick. Thank you. All yeah, right. You, you carried us. Best bets. I think we were two and two. Uh, oh, Victor, top five. KP, well done. Oh, oh, I lost that bet. I lost the Scotty bet and the Scotty bet from a couple of weeks ago. That hurts. Wow. Yeah. Our best bets are the opposite of best. Gosh, I cannot wait to uh, erase this. This is like, I don't know. But we're back to zero. Back to zero. We can fire some Ryder Cup stuff. What could possibly go wrong there? I'm sure that's um, what people want is more of our picks. You know what? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like uh, during an NFL, you know, every week you get those those sheets and it's like, oh, pick every game, you know, blah, blah, blah. That I, I want to do that for Sunday singles where you have to pick every matchup. Every, yes. Every match. Okay. Pick each side. And see, maybe we could have the we could get let the fans get into it too, Josh. I'm brainstorming. This sounds like more work for you, but like maybe like a Google Doc where we could let the fans 
it's a short turnaround because we're going to find out Saturday night. It's overseas, all that stuff. But if anybody can do it, producer Josh can do it. It seems impossible. No, 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 no. Not to put together, to pick. No. I'm going to parlay them all. No, because if you go like eight and four, you're, that's like awesome. That's yeah, if you, go, if you go seven and five, that's awesome. Okay. It's like, it, is, it is like the NFL in terms of if you go seven and five every week in the NFL, tremendous work. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't show it yet, Josh. But the final numbers are in for the one and done. And you ready for this, Patrick? <laughs> Just get it over with. <laughs> show the board. <laughs> wow. Oh. So. Thanks to Keegan Bradley fading on Sunday. Kyle has leapfrogged Patrick, leaving you, Patty Ice, in dead last. 11.6 million. Defend yourself. I am the rookie here. So there's a big learning curve. Obviously, I didn't know all the rules even though I didn't have a single infraction this year. That is true. You were, you were, you were clean. <laughs> Unlike many others in, in this group. Um, and look, Keegan Bradley said himself that he could not sleep this week knowing this, this event is on the line. And it clearly got to him on Sunday. I think he shot like four over. Um, but on Thursday with the potential of Rory WDing and Keegan Bradley tied for first, I'm not going to lie. I was flying high. <laughs> I, I, I sent in the Herb, Herb Brooks gift <laughs> to <Yeah>. the group. <laughs> that, was that was straight out of the Mark Immelman playbook of Thursday celebrations. That was that was the end of me, and my season came to a, uh, a fitting conclusion. Well, KP, uh, you salvage a seventh place finish thanks to Rory McElroy's $1.98 million, which was solo fourth. We used a 2x multiplier on the Memphis payouts. Yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily proud of it. I took the uh the cowardly way out. I just tried to not finish last and uh it worked. Protect the points. So I didn't get relegated. Patrick now has to there's actually a league with my kids next season that you're now in, Patrick. <laughs> do we do we get to play for ice cream? Pint of your choice. John Rahm was seeing a Jod's pick. It was looking good for two rounds, but 71-74 on the weekend drops him into a tie for 18th and earns him 624000 Sia stays put in sixth. The fans went with Sung J-Im. They got $426,000, 15.5. And Greg Ducharme with an excellent selection of Wyndham Clark, $2.7 million, wins the week, leapfrogs the fans, and gets himself into fourth place. Yeah, almost got a podium there. Um, but boy, I'll be ruining many mistakes throughout this season. Um, but I do want to go back and look, because if this were match play, I think I, I think I might have won. I've won a lot of weeks, especially oh. late in the year. 
Oh, so you're saying if our one and done was a match? Oh, that's one. Sick. And, that's yeah. sick. Like if you win the week, you get something. A, a point, you know, and it's like one to you know. That's actually pretty sick. You know, eleven points wins the year. Yeah, we should vote on that right now and take this away from Mark. <laughs> yeah, we can do match play retroactive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Uh, Regard whether we do or not, we should at least tell him that's what we've done. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll just tell him we did. Uh, well done, Greg. Congratulations, Wyndham Clark. You win the week. Yeah, very happy. Great week for Wyndham. Wish I had Victor. Obviously, I should have played Brian Harmon at the Open and Victor in the Tour Championship. So next year, I'll get that right. I had Lucas Glover. Loser. No, yeah, <laughs> he played fine. T eighteen. I I I was. I got a little bit, I felt better because he did beat Brian Harmon, which that was my decision was Lucas Glover, Brian Harmon. Although I do think I had Wyndham Clark available, um, but I was never going to go there. So Lucas Glover gets me 600,000. Uh, I finished third at 16 million. Kyle M went with Russell Henley. Oof, he faded too. Got 784,000 goes to 17.2 million. And honestly, because Mark has at least one asterisk, Kyle M's our champ. Congratulations, Kyle M. Hat tip. Well, I'm, I'm down uh, for that too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, Mark had Rory McIlroy got the same amount, nineteen point three million. But we know that we know the the dirty cheating tactics that he ran out all year long, and you can decide for yourself whether he's truly your champion or whether Kyle M is is the champion of, of this year. I think it's Kyle M, but that's just me. Yeah. Me too. No, you don't have to talk me into it. It all started week one. Literally out of the gate, week one, he couldn't help himself. The ripple effect from that too. He cheated there, and then he cheated recently. What did he do? What did he do recently, Josh? That I wanted to give him a second asterisk for. It's an Alejandro Toasty situation. He, he uh, got in Russell, Russell Henley's Henley. ear. Oh yeah, he yeah. made that divot on sixteen at Central. Yeah. <laughs> we have never, never in the history of this show have had anyone make contact with a player negatively during a round if he wasn't employed he they would have kicked him out of this place i, I think this is <laughs> this is this is a record of bad him out of the league that i think needs to be addressed i totally I, I feel like there's going to be a 30 for 30 or maybe a netflix documentary on uh on this one and done season it's the johnny <laughs> football the swamp kings and on the mark <laughs> <laughs> on the mark perfect <laughs> perfect i love it all right for those just listening at home here are the final standings mark 19.3 million kyle m 17.2 rick 16 greg 15.8 fans 15.5 sia 13.6 kyle 12 patrick 11.6 those are your final one and done standings congratulations everybody we will start this back up at the fortnet i imagine wait or should we wait till january we got to do the fedex fall oh that's right Wait, we, yeah, well, maybe we could do, we need to, we need to do some tie in to what the FedEx fall does, like, get you, like, because you get into some of the events, right, from the FedEx fall. So, what if, depending on our one and done positioning in the fall, that's how we decide what events you get to make picks for next year? So oh, if, you, was, if you finish last oh, in the fall, you don't get, in you don't get into any signature events. Oh, I, I was thinking we <laughs> would be we, intense. We would stagger start the new year with 
Oh, you won the FedEx Cup fall. You get two million. Ten million dollars or something. Ten. Well, it's, sta- it's staggered. You get second. You get eight million dollars oh. or something. Uh, we'll we'll take ideas. I do think it should be time. Oh, okay, what we could do it like the FedEx Cup, and then you know if you get hot and win a, a two week sprint in the one and done, you're allowed into the next signature event to make a pick for that. <laughs> or you, a ball, you, you get a, you get a, bo- a thousand, uh, you know, a, a million dollar bonus. <laughs> there should be an Aon risk reward uh, selection. <laughs> Comcast Business Top Ten. Top I don't seven. I don't want to float this, but. I don't know if I should say it. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, Behind the scenes, we've been working towards a path for the fans to have their own selections. So the fans right now come together and vote as one. So there is a path to potentially having a lot of people in our one and done. And then we have our own break off leaderboard within that one and done. But the fans like Joseph has a pick, Paul has a pick and everybody gets a crack at it that way. So like a shadow leaderboard. Yeah. We're the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that's going to be a tough scene for me and Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are nah because people have mixed, mixed emotions right now about that. Like Patrick, are you like, okay, you and I obviously have to do some training this off season, get back in, in, you know, to our, the best playing weight of our careers for next season. But are you going to outline the year like Mark does like start from the tour championship and work backwards? Are you that dedicated to your craft? So the thing is I pretty much did do that this year. Cause I've been doing that's one not good for a while. Don't, don't admit that. And yeah, I made, I made a few changes that were um, fatal. The big one looking back on it was I had Brooks Kepka penned in for the PGA championship. But I was, you know, really down in the dumps. I really had to make a splash, and I picked Ricky Fowler. <laughs> and uh, that's the one I look Ricky back on. Fowler. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I think yes, I think I think I'm gonna try to do what you did or tried to do, and just pick a true championship player. And just work backwards from there. Like, I think I'm penciling in Xander for the Tour Championship next year. Yeah. And then, although, the, I don't know. It's 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 hard. You don't want to, like, box yourself in. It's so hard to say, dis- stay disciplined to it. Yeah. And, and it's debatable whether you should or not. But you're going to yeah. make all your picks right now? For you have more year? information as the year goes on. Right. The the Wyndham yes. Clark situation. Exactly. Brian. Right. You you uh you want to keep guys that are in contention to be uh, you know pretty good in starting strokes. Like Patrick Cantlay might be a great guy to save for the end of the year. Um, but you don't want to you know put all your eggs into the tour championship basket. Look where we have. I mean, nobody had. But it's anybody. the biggest. It's the biggest uh, purse. Yeah, but you get your. You put played your. You could shoot yourself out of the tournament. Half, you know, uh, by the end of the fall, depending on how we format this. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, we all got to get back to the whiteboard and start getting our strategy in place. The next time Mark will be on will be horrible because he will remind us uh, that he is the champ and all that fun stuff. Next week. So we are in the shortest offseason in sports. It's like 10 days long. Uh, next week, we are doing two shows. One will obviously be after the Ryder Cup selections are made on Tuesday. That's one. The other one, I believe, is our, I don't know if it's recap or looking ahead to the four majors, the way too early major stuff. I don't know. But we have two pods, Tuesday and Thursday of next week. Is everybody happy with that? Can't wait. I've, our Ryder Cup pod might be like four hours, so we really have like four pods. I'm I'm gonna go knee deep on this ACDC fella and bring A A A D D C, not ACDC. A D H D, and really really get all the facts. Any final on the Tour Championship, the FedEx Cup, Victor Hovland, the Ryder Cup that you want to just like right now, like 15 second thoughts. Well, I just I love that we talked to Alejandro Tosti, A D D C, and uh. Yannick Paul and not Scotty Scheffler in a year-end uh, recap of the PGA Tour season. Perfect. It's bigger things to get to. No Rory, too. Ten straight top tens, longest mark of his career. Yeah. No wow. Hmm. Shame. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday. Producer Josh is all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find Patrick McDonald on Twitter at Amateur Status. You can find Greg Ducharme at The Real GFT. You can find Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.